Disclaimer. Today's episode concerns a topic that can be uncomfortable or even triggering for some listeners. The Passionate Stewardship Podcast and brand in no way want to endanger anyone. Instead, we want to bring education and awareness to a crisis impacting communities worldwide. If you or someone you know is being affected by human trafficking, help and support are available. Please call 1-888-373-7888. The call is free and confidential and someone is available to support 24-7. You can also text 233-7333 or for TTY service 711. Again, that number is one 373 or to text 233733. TTY service is 711. Please enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. Here on the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, we want to highlight some dynamic organizations and also intentionally explore and address issues and areas that impact the field of human services and social workers. So January is Human Trafficking Prevention Month, and in today's episode, we will explore human trafficking, its definition, the different forms, and other important information regarding this community crisis. We will also have resources to the data that is talked about in today's episode in the show notes. So if you want to cross-reference and or learn more, please feel free to visit those websites. There is tons of information out there. This information I utilize myself when I am grant writing for myself or I am grant writing for a consulting client who is also serving this population. So please check out these websites. There are some amazing government and also nonprofit organizations that are doing some amazing work for victims and survivors of human trafficking. So January is Human Trafficking Prevention Month, and I am so excited about the information that is going to come forth today. So at the time of this recording, the 2022 numbers have not yet been compiled and put out to the universe. So a lot of statistics that are going to be shared today are the 2021 numbers. Again, you can go to the websites that will be given in the show notes to cross-reference if you will like. In 2021, 10,359 situations of human trafficking were reported to the U.S. National Human Trafficking Hotline, and those reports involved 16,554 individual victims. You may hear these big numbers and you might even clutch your pearls. However, these numbers are possibly only a percentage of the actual problem. 
Human trafficking is a form of modern day slavery. These crimes occur when a trafficker uses force, fraud, or coercion to control another person to engage in commercial sex acts or solicit labor or services against their will. And when I say there, I am talking about both men and women because they both can be victims of human trafficking. Force, fraud, or coercion need not to be present if the individual engaging in commercial sex is under the age of 18 because that person is still technically, by law, a minor. When you're talking about human trafficking, there are two forms of human trafficking, and we're going to explore those two forms today. So the first form of human trafficking that most people hear about, but it's not the only form, that is sex trafficking. And sex trafficking is a form again, of modern-day slavery, in which individuals perform commercial sex through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Minors under the age of 18 engaging in commercial sex are considered to be victims of human trafficking regardless of the use of force, fraud, or coercion, because again, they are minors. This crime, it exists within diverse and unique venues and businesses. You know, I'm in North Carolina, so we are 95 corridor. And if you are familiar with the 95 corridor, you know you can take 95 from Florida all the way up to New York and I think even past New York. And so the 95 corridor is a hot spot for human trafficking, because along the way, there are a lot of rest stops. You have your big gas stations that have, you know, the truck stops there. So you have a lot of hot spots for human trafficking are fake massage businesses. You have your escort services. You have residential brothels. You have your truck stops and your strip clubs or what they call hostess clubs and hotels. Human trafficking is everywhere. It's going on right in your backyard, and sometimes you wouldn't even know it. In 2021, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children estimated that one in six endangered runaways reported to them that they were likely sex trafficking victims. Like one in six children And when we're talking children, again, we're talking about individuals. We're talking about someone's son, someone's daughter who was under the age of 18 was trafficked. The International Labor Organization and Free Walk Foundation in partnership with IOM estimate that there are 4.8 million people trapped in forced sexual exploitation globally. Like, if that doesn't make your skin crawl, I don't know what does. You know, common examples of human trafficking, especially when we're talking about a runaway. Let's say a young person runs away from home and she meets or he meets an older gentleman or an older woman because women also traffic as well. 
and they bring this young person into their home and they promise them that they'll take care of them and they set them up with maybe even their own apartment and they buy them all this nice stuff or they even welcome them into their home. Once the individual gains the affection and the attention and the trust, then they force that individual into having sex with other men or maybe even other women for money and then threatens the individual harm of themselves or harm of maybe family and friends if they try to leave. That's an example of sex trafficking. Another form of human trafficking would be your labor trafficking. And labor trafficking, again, it's another form of modern day slavery. However, the actual definition is individuals perform labor or services through force, fraud, or coercion. Labor trafficking includes debt bondage, forced labor, involuntary child labor. Labor traffickers use violence, threats, lies, and a lot of times other forms of coercion to force people to work against their will in many different industries. Common types of labor trafficking include people being forced to work in homes and domestic servitude and farm workers coerced through violence as they harvest crops or factory workers held in inhumane conditions with little to no pay. And how many times have we turned on the news and we hear of some of our you know, favorite brands and labor trafficking is going on where they have people working 16 hours a day with one bathroom break and they're getting paid pennies on the dollar. Again, working here in North Carolina and you see crops everywhere. You have your sweet potato, you have cotton, you have tobacco. And, you know, a lot of times in my travels to and from, you know, I see these busloads of people and I just say a silent prayer that I hope and pray that they're being treated fairly and they're being paid fairly and they're being treated like the human beings that they are. And there's nothing fishy going on. Globally, the International Labor Organization and Walk Free Foundation in partnership also with IOM estimate that there are 24.9 million people trapped in forced labor. That is crazy. With 16 million victims of labor trafficking in the private industry, 4.8 victims of sex trafficking, and 4.1 million victims of state-imposed forced labor. Like, what are we doing? We're not treating people with the dignity and respect that they deserve. Instead, we are treating people as a price tag. The U.S. Department of Labor has identified 148 goods from 76 countries made by forced and or child labor. And I have linked in the show notes where you can go view that list. And it really makes you sit and want to analyze everything that you purchase because who wants to buy into a system like that? I know I don't. And I would like to think that you don't either. 
according to Polaris, which is an amazing organization out of DC, the Polaris Project, they do amazing work supporting and providing services for human trafficking victims and survivors. So according to the Polaris analysis of 2021 data from the National Human Trafficking Hotline, the top three types of trafficking reported in 2021 were escort service, pornography, and illicit massage, health, and beauty. Those are the top three. So again, that number that we mentioned earlier, that might not even be an accurate number. That's just the number of people who called into the hotline, individuals who were brave enough who had that window of opportunity to flee their situation because it's not easy. Because again, remember, if a person is in a situation like that, they are fearing for their life. But those individuals mustered up enough bravery to be able to flee that situation in order to receive services and get out so their traffickers could be prosecuted. The same data set showed that trafficking victims are generally recruited by, y'all not going to believe this, but a family member or caregiver. So an example of that could be a woman takes in her niece. And when the girl becomes an orphan, so she, you know, auntie takes care of a niece because she's become an orphan for whatever the reason. And she tells the niece that she must earn her keep in order to stay here. So by cooking and cleaning seven days a week, you know, the woman doesn't let her leave the house or have contact with family and friends. That would be a form of trafficking. So instead of you caring for your niece or nephew who has just become motherless, fatherless, grandparentless. Now they have become your servant in your home. Now there's something very different about your child having chores at home, something very different about you having guardianship over a niece or a nephew and you giving them chores. We are talking about someone in a caregiver or a family member who has taken guardianship over a younger family member and now they have become a servant for that family member. And they're not allowed to leave the house. All they do is cook and clean for the family. And they're not allowed to do anything else. That is human trafficking. Intimate partners also showed that they were also in the top three of individuals who recruited victims or an employer. But again, the internet was the number one recruitment, followed by the street and followed by good old Facebook. The top five risk factors and vulnerabilities are relocation and migrant workers, followed by mental and physical health, substance use, unstable housing, runaways and homeless youth. What was also highlighted in that report that ties into the migrant worker and the relocation is that migrant workers in relocation, they accounted for 93% of risk and vulnerability for labor trafficking. A migrant worker who relocates to the area during harvest season to make a better life for their family, but then they come to the area 
only to be trafficked. And most of the time, 99% of the time when that person is coming to the area and when they are labor trafficked, they're not getting paid for the work that they are putting out. Other individuals that are at risk for being trafficked are victims of trauma, youth that are in the foster care system, and oppressed or impoverished individuals. This is a community problem, and this is happening right in our backyard. Traffickers will use violence, manipulation, false promises, the promise of well-paying jobs, these romantic relationships to lure people in, to lure their victims in. And they wait until they gain this trust. And then once this trust has been gained, that's when it switches. And then once it switches, then the victim feels like they're stuck. They have nowhere to go because then they're scared. They're scared for themselves. They're scared because a lot of times traffickers will threaten their family. They will know where their families are. So they will be fearful that the trafficker will do something to their family. Traffickers will look for people who are easy targets for many reasons, including the psychological or emotional vulnerability, the economic hardship, lack of social safety net, even natural disasters, and sometimes political instability. Like traffickers will do whatever is necessary to make that dollar. Human trafficking is a business for these traffickers. They don't care that these are people. We're talking about someone's life and they overlook that. Human trafficking is not smuggling, not always, because human trafficking does not always involve transporting victims across a border because this is happening right here in these United States. You don't have to transport a person out of the United States for it to be trafficking. Human trafficking is illegal under whatever state you are in. It's illegal federally and it's illegal internationally, period. And don't let nobody tell you otherwise. It is illegal. So a lot of information to take in, but you can help. This is a community issue. And see, we're all about community here on the Passionate Stewardship Podcast. So you can help. There are things that you can be on the lookout for. So there is this saying on the DC Metro, especially right after 9-11. It's like, if you see something, say something. So if you see something, say something. So there are things that you can be on the lookout for. For instance, teachers, or if you are a human service professional or a social worker that works with children, if the child has stopped attending school, that's that's something that you need to be on the lookout for. Or if a young lady, teenager, or a young teenage boy, you know, they come to school all of a sudden and all, they got the latest shoes on, the best, the, the newest Jordans on, you know, their dress has changed. Not saying that they could be a victim of human trafficking, but you might want to pull that person in and question, you know, 
Is everything okay? Is there something going on? Has the person had a sudden or dramatic change in their behavior? Have they started to isolate more? Do you have a family member who used to come around all the time and then all of a sudden they haven't come around? Have they introduced you to a new boyfriend or to a new girlfriend and now all of a sudden they're slowly but surely not coming around? Have they disconnected from family and friends all of a sudden? Stop going to church or, you know, has your client stopped showing up for their appointments? Has your client talked to you about this new guy they met or this female that they met and now? you know, they talk to you about this person, but then slowly but surely they've stopped coming to their appointments. First, they started rescheduling a whole lot and then they stopped coming or then, you know, the consistency isn't there anymore. Not necessarily saying that it's human trafficking again, but these are things that could be indicators that there might be a deeper conversation that needs to happen. Is the person disoriented or confused, maybe showing signs of some mental or physical abuse? Now, a lot of time there is some overlap between human trafficking and domestic violence. So you might want to do a lethality assessment with a client. You might want to gently probe and ask a couple questions. Is it a juvenile? Are they engaged in commercial sex acts? You know, have these conversations, be aware of what's going on. If you're out with your friends or if you're out with your spouse on a date, are you observing a couple that, you know, maybe has, if she has bruises on her, are you observing some, you know, weird behavior from her? There are ways that you can be on the lookout. Now, what I am not suggesting is that you intervene because that could be dangerous for you and it could be even more dangerous for the victim. So I'm not suggesting that you put your cape on and you swoop in and you pick her up and like, I'll save the day. That's not what I am suggesting because it can exacerbate the situation for everyone involved. But what I am suggesting is that just be on the lookout. If it is someone in your circle, is this person being coached on what to say? You know how people show up in your life. Has this person stopped communicating in the way they used to communicate? You know when your friends have switched up. So these are just some of the indicators. There is a more in-depth list on one of the resources that I'll provide in the show notes, but we have to pay attention to the signs. We have to pay attention when things are changing up in the people that are around us and also in our clients, you know, and if you do notice, or if someone does come to you and say, Hey, Miss So-and-so, Hey, Mr. So-and-so, I think I'm not sure. I think this is what's going on. Then it's important that as providers, that we know the resources in the community, that we know how to respond and there are a lot of resources out here. And the beauty about it is that the resources are confidential. They are confidential because they know the sensitivity and the severity of the situation. But in order to combat this serious, serious crisis, it's going to take all of us. You can't turn your head and say, oh, it ain't my kid, so... I'm going to leave it alone. It's not my sister, so I'm going to leave it alone. Because as I've shared in a couple different episodes, you are not exempt 
from being on the other side of that desk. And if you were on the other side of that desk, or if that was your sister, or if that was your brother, or God forbid, if that was your child, how would you want someone to show up for your baby? How would you want someone to show up for you? So I know this has been a lot, and this is a serious, serious topic. And so for the rest of the month, we're going to explore this topic. So I want you to do me a favor and I want you to take care of yourself. So I want you to take a couple deep breaths and I want you to step away and maybe do some self-care. Because remember, self-care is health care and kindness is always free. So do me a favor. First of all, after this episode, be kind to yourself first, but also be kind to someone else. I love you for listening. And until next time, be good to yourself. Bye.